All right, so uh, welcome back to uh, About the Job podcast. Uh, this is episode three, and uh, today's guest is Katie, who is a data analyst. How's it going, Katie? It's going good. How's it going with you, Whittington? Uh, you know, can't complain. Just got a free holiday. You know, it's a good life. Yeah. All right, so um, let's... Let's uh, talk a little bit about uh, what a data analyst actually does. So um, can you describe what a data analyst does in layman's terms for someone who doesn't know anything about tech? Uh, so the easiest uh, way that I can say it is that uh, like the, it's one of those jobs where the job title is what you do. So we, in the easiest terms, analyze data. Um, and what that means is that any information that a company or a person might have, um, we take all that information and we look at it and then we come to a conclusion. Okay, uh, sounds sounds uh, pretty straightforward. All right, yeah. so um, how long have you been a data analyst? Um, I've been going to school to be a data analyst for the past like four years. Um, and I was, you know, doing data analysis then, so I consider myself a data analyst in school. Uh, but professionally, I've been working, I worked three months as an intern, and then I've been working since September. Okay, and uh, you said you were in, sorry. Is that 11 months? 11 months as, a, as an analyst, sorry. I was counting on my fingers. Yeah. All right, so um, you said you were in school for four years, so you did a bachelor's degree? Yeah, I did my bachelor's degree. My um, associate's is in math, and my bachelor's degree is in data analytics. Okay, and uh, <clears throat> what made you want to study data analytics in the first place? So originally, I was a math major. That's why my associate's is in math. Um, originally, I wanted to be a math major, um, and, and just be a mathematician and then, you know, like four years from whenever I started college, I would decide uh, how I wanted to like niche down. Um, and then I kind of realized that math is such a general degree and I definitely wanted to be specialized. Um, and so that's why I studied data analytics to um, have a specialized application of uh, math. The other thing is like why I chose data as opposed to any of the other things that you could do with a math degree because you could do a lot with a math degree. Um, I liked tech. I liked, um, you know, coding. And I liked money. And data scientists make money. Like you can't argue that. So um, all of those factors in it, primarily that, you know, I love math and I love problem solving, but, you know, the money's not horrible either. Okay. Um, and uh, can you talk about some of the responsibilities that uh, might fall on a data analyst that you haven't already listed? So there's multiple different types of analysts and I've worked um, as two different types of analysts. So I worked first and foremost as a reporting analyst. And what a reporting analyst does is they have um, reports that are on a um, like a certain cadence. So I had daily reports, I had weekly reports, I had monthly reports, I had quarterly reports, I had etc. Um, and on those reports, you're responsible for updating them and then distributing them to the responsible stakeholders. Um, so that's what a reporting analyst does. Right now, I work more um, project-based. So I do have um, some like responsibilities, core responsibilities regularly. So every so often, um, I have to go and do an analysis um, on our product and, um, you know, present it to stakeholders. Uh, but for the most part, I do projects. So if the company decides that they want to look into a certain problem more in depth, that's something that I would do. So they would assign it to me and I would go ahead and I would do it. Um, another responsibility all analysts have is something called ad hoc requests. And an ad hoc request is something that's done kind of like out of the blue and only once usually. Like if there's a set amount of times that they need that report or um, that information. 
And so you like do it. It's supposed to be, you know, pretty quick. Sometimes they're a little longer, but for the most part, they're pretty quick. Just like a little summary analysis. You do a quick thing for them, you send it over. I would say those are like the core things an analyst does. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's a very good uh, description. All right. So I know in, in tech, uh, your day to day varies quite a bit. But mm -hmm. um, can you describe like what a typical day would be like under like a normal workload? And like how much of your time is like meetings versus work versus just, like chilling? So um, again, it, it depends on like what level of analyst you are. Um, currently, as a product analyst, or if you were, for example, like a business analyst, your your day to day might be a lot of meetings. Um, the other thing to take into consideration is that we provide, as analysts, we provide services um, to the company, right? And so we function in meetings, like people have to meet with us to discuss what it is that they're looking for, um, you know, so that we can complete the project, if we have questions, we ask. So it's, it's a lot of meetings, I'm not gonna lie. All right, cool. Uh, can you talk about what the career progression would look like for a data analyst, at least at your current role? So um, we have two routes. I describe it as two different routes for analysts to grow in their career. So you can go the more business route. You can end up a product manager or uh, like climb up the business ladder and start to focus more on the business side than the tech side. Or you can um, go the tech route and grow into a different type of data professional. So a data scientist or a data engineer um, something more along those lines, something that's less dealing with the business and more solving the problems with the technology. Okay. Um, so aside from like what you've listed already, uh, can you talk about uh, the people that you interact with on a daily basis and what roles they're in and maybe some related fields that you interact with on a regular basis? On a regular basis, um, I interact a lot with uh, the database administrators, um, and I forget, I forget what that's called. Like the, um, it's almost different my tongue. The data governance team. I'm sorry. We interact a lot with the data governance team and their responsibility is um, more of the, I would say the back end of data, right? So they take care of the databases. They make sure that the data is normalized. They make sure that um, the databases are optimized. Uh, they make sure that the data is as correct as they're able to tell, um, you know, that there's nothing out of the ordinary, right? So if the column is expecting it to be a number you know, there isn't a smiley face, right? So they have a certain level of um, responsibility. I interact with them a lot, especially in a company where there's like a lot of data, which is almost every company. Um, they become really pivotal because they have all of the knowledge about the data. They know what all the columns mean. They understand why uh, maybe certain queries aren't working. So we interact with them a lot. Um, we interact with various stakeholders. In my position specifically, um, some of my stakeholders include um, the sales team. Um, I uh, interact a lot with upper management, so senior executives, um, obviously because they have vested interest in the product and how it's um, performing. Uh, we interact, you know, an unfortunate amount with the IT team. Um, I, I feel like that's every job though. Like you always have to call IT. You were on a phone call with IT the other day uh, for a long time too. Um, basically any, any part of the business can also come to us as analysts and ask us for a request. So there's a lot of different um, like collaboration and, and opportunities to see other sides of the business too, which is really cool that I don't think you maybe get as much as a software engineer. Yeah, um, I, I definitely feel that um, when I was like a front end engineer or like a full stack engineer, I wouldn't really spend that much time interacting with like other roles. But now that I'm in a, a more uh, specialized field, I actually um, interact with pretty much everyone on the game team at this point. 
Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, as a web developer, it was very limited who I was interacting with on a regular. And that's nice too. I mean, everybody likes different things and that's what picking your career is. You know, you get to decide what level of comfort you have. All right. So here's, here's one thing that's like, uh, really important to know. Is there mm -hmm. something about this job that you think will keep you interested after doing it for a few years? Yeah. One of the things that I love about being a data analyst or a data professional is that, um, it's, it's never the same. Like there's, you know, a sort of, there's a certain amount of repetition, um, you know, cause you have core responsibilities, but as you grow in your career, you grow in your skill set, you grow in your business acumen, you grow, um, you know, in your career, and you also are solving a new problem almost every time. And as the business grows, uh, there's different problems, and those problems can become, you know, easier or harder. So there's always like a new challenge. It's never like going into this to your job every day, making a margarita like the exact same way every time, you know, like there's always a different problem there's also always new technologies technology is constantly like evolving and as technology evolves you know you're learning new technologies you're learning you know new ways to solve the problem so it, it definitely like, keeps you on your toes yeah um that's something i definitely struggle with i've switched careers quite a bit um mm -hmm. i usually get bored pretty quickly once i settle <laughs> in it must um, be hard to be so smart it's, it's not, I don't think it's about being smart. I think it's just like, I picked careers that definitely weren't suited for me. I'm, I feel a little bit better now about computer graphics. That's good. Okay. Um, so can you talk about what the interview process is like for, uh, becoming, for getting hired as an analyst? Um, so one of the things that I like to like put as a disclaimer before I start talking more about like the specifics about data analytics is that it's a newer role and a newer field, right? So there's a sort of um, like expectation for web developer role interviews and um, software engineering interviews. Like there's a certain idea, you kind of know what you're gonna do when you go into those. Um, but for data analytics, since it's kind of newer, there is a lot of uh, variety. Um, so to cover like all the bases, you know, you always do the phone screening behavioral um, interview because we interact with other people. That's really important. Um, you know, you have to have communication skills. So they'll usually do a, a phone screening. Um, and then they'll, during your phone screening, they might ask you some statistics questions. It's usually like just basic probability, um, but some of them do get a little tough. Uh, to see, you know, like what level of statistics you're at. Um, and then um, for my role, they gave me a case study. So they gave me a, like a take home assignment. Um, it wasn't like real work, like I wasn't doing work to solve a problem for their company. It was more like a pick a problem and, and tell me how you would solve it type of thing. Um, so sometimes they'll give you case studies. Uh, sometimes they'll give you, if it's a, it's a, if it's a more tech heavy role, they'll give you some sort of, um, like tech interview. So that could be anything from writing SQL queries. You will probably will have to write an SQL query in a tech interview for an analyst position. Um, they could also possibly ask you a Python questions. Um, they could ask you excel questions because excel is very popular for analytics um so yeah between statistics behavioral questions and the possibility of a tech interview i've never had an analytics tech interview but i know that some people do that amazon is the only company that i'm aware of that does uh, tech interviews for analysts i'm wow. sure there are others but i, I think Amazon's the only one that i i'm aware of I think they're becoming like increasingly popular since technology, like a lot of companies are trying to get away from Excel. And so they are checking a little bit. Yeah. I, I can't imagine it's like as bad as a, a regular software engineering tech interview. Uh, I would, from the, the SQL interview, tech interview questions I've seen, um, 
I would I would think that like the only real issue is like if you have trouble with word problems and like visualizing it, it might be a little difficult because you're kind of like imagining the database that they're providing you and you're trying to write a query. You're trying to query a database that you don't really have in front of you. Um, and you can't really like test your query as much, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. So it's not like a Jupyter notebook type situation. It's like you don't even have any data at all. Um, it's I want to say it's more like a leak code situation where they're like you have a table that has these five columns. Um, pull, pull, uh, this data specifically, and um, you know you have to do like where clauses and you might have to do a subquery you might have to do joins they love to ask questions about joins um for good reason but um so then you have two tables that you have to like try to visualize in your head how they relate to each other and all that stuff yeah that, that does sound kind of rough uh, i'm not gonna lie um yeah all right so you took the the degree route to become a data analyst are there alternative routes to becoming a data analyst would you recommend them? Oof. Um, I don't know if it's like the parent in me, but I always recommend that people go to college. Um, for the pure reason, I think that people could learn to be analysts. Uh, I don't think our job is like too, too, too difficult, you know? Um, I think that people could learn to be analysts at, at a boot camp situation, but a degree is one of those things that people can never take away from you, right? So like, Nobody's ever going to say, oh, well, your degree's useless, right? Because, like, I, I have the paper. Um, with that being said, uh, there are alternate routes to becoming a data analyst. And one of the most prominent ones that I'm seeing is the Google Analytics certificate. Um, people are really into it. I haven't done it. I've looked at the curriculum. Um, it's okay. But it, they also do hire straight out of it, like they have career fairs or whatever, and um, you know they help you get a job through that. Um, but again, I haven't done it, so I don't know like what the likelihood is that you get a job out of it. Um, I have sat on hiring boards before, like hiring panels, and we did not consider anybody who didn't have a bachelor's degree at minimum. So food for thought. Um, you also don't have to have a bachelor's degree in data analytics. There aren't very many schools that offer bachelor's degrees in data analytics. Usually it's like at the master's level. Um, you could have a bachelor's degree in math, in finance, in computer science, in business, um, anything that's like relatively related. Okay, it sounds like there's some options available. Um, definitely uh, wouldn't recommend taking any of those uh, thousands of dollars uh, courses from TikTok people. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Never. <laughs> they have no value. I, I mean, I like them as more of like a supplement, right? Like um, one of my friends, Hannah, has a course um, to teach you like how to present data. And that's more of like a um, a course that I would take not to become a data analyst, but like to become a better data analyst, like self-improvement. Not really, uh, I don't think you need to take a, a feature engineering course for $2,000 to become a data analyst. I think you're okay. Okay, yeah, that, that sounds like good advice. Okay, so if someone came up to you right now and said that they're looking to become a data analyst and uh, they're looking to interview in a few months, what are some of the most uh, important skills to focus on uh, so that they're more likely to get hired as a data analyst? Um, I would say for sure, number one is SQL. Uh, you have to be able to demonstrate, you have to at least be able to talk about how you know SQL in a way that like, you know, makes you sound knowledgeable. Um, you definitely, you know, want that. Um, I would also prepare, um, like stories about how you would solve a business problem 
in the industry that you're going into. Um, an example of that would be um, if you are applying for a healthcare analyst role, uh, you might um, try to solve an issue with um, volume. Like uh, you might say, oh, um, we noticed that XYZ doctor is not meeting their volume goal. Uh, if I looked into it deeper, I would find that they're not um, optimizing their schedule or they're blocking off too much time in their schedule. Um, and then try to offer steps after that, like try to offer advice and say, okay, uh, let's go back to that doctor and find out why they're blocking off so much time. Are they having difficulty keeping up with their work? Do they need a scribe? Something like that. Um, creating like those fictional scenarios, even if they're not real and they're just something that you came up off the top of your head, shows that you're able to like see the problem and come up with a solution. Like you can do all steps of the problem. Um, and then I would say that the third most important thing to do for an interview, if you were gonna go into an analyst interview, is try to have some sort of portfolio. Um, it's not 100% necessary, but it does look better and it does exemplify that you're able to do the things that you're saying you're able to do on your resume, right? Um, I always recommend when people ask me, it's a little bit overkill, but I recommend that people do maybe two or three projects um, using the different data analyst tech stacks. So um, the data analyst tech stack includes SQL number one, and then Python or R, and then um, for visualization softwares, we use um, Power BI and Tableau. So I would do one project with Python and Power BI, and then I would do the same project again, but with R and Tableau. And that shows that you're able to use, you know, any tool that they have for you. Uh, but that's extra, so you, you don't have to do that. You could just do like one project with, you know, all the tools that you want, that you feel comfortable with. Okay, uh, so quick question. What if I just visualize all my data with Seaborn? I don't like it, but I don't have to like it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm obviously just trolling because I know you hate Seaborn. I, I, I personally, people. I like it. I like it. Um, I it's never like, given me any issues. I feel like if you start off with Seaborn, like you're fine. But I didn't start off with Seaborn. I started off with ggplot and R and that like ruined it for me. Like I was never able to recover from that. Yeah, that that makes sense. All right. So let's let's talk about some stuff that happened uh, when you were first getting started. So when you when you first got started, what are what were some of the initial challenges that kind of like uh, hit you? At least what you can remember. Um, I was not at all prepared for the level that businesses still rely on Excel. So like I went to school, I learned a full analyst tech stack. Like anything that I just mentioned, I can do, right? Um, and so I went thinking that I was going to get to do like all this cool coding and I was going to be this like bomb analyst. And um, I was saying I wasn't prepared for like the level of which businesses use Excel, right? So like I learned this whole tech stack. I went to college. I learned everything under the sun. I thought I was going to have a good time. Um, and then my first job was only Excel. Like I couldn't even write SQL and like query my own data. Um, it was 100% Excel. So that sucked. Um, so my number one advice would be like to learn Excel, even if it's like old and outdated and like kind of a dinosaur. Um, businesses heavily rely on Excel. Like right now, they all use Excel, like a hundred percent. Maybe not Amazon, but they use Excel for something. So you got to know it. Um, one of the other things I wasn't so prepared for was like the level of. the level of presentations required, right? Because when I was in school, we would do presentations every class. I had multiple presentations, multiple group projects, right? Um, I was not prepared for the fact that you only get like, you're lucky if you get like 10 minutes for a presentation because you also have to answer questions. Um, and people in a business have vested interest in what you're presenting. 
so they ask like hard questions and uh in school other your classmates don't really care about your presentations like let's be honest i've never cared about another person's presentation nobody's ever cared about my presentations so nobody really asks like difficult questions about the data um so for that you know when you do an analysis like present what you're presenting but also like have in the back of your mind uh extra information just in case somebody asks because you never know what somebody's gonna ask uh i would say that those are my two things okay are there any resources that you relied heavily on uh when you were getting started that you would recommend to someone new to the field right now Hmm. Um, Stack Overflow all day, every day. Uh, it's stupid, but like when you're querying and you're like writing scripts all day, uh, like you forget stupid things. And so Stack Overflow helped me a lot. Um, also W3Schools for SQL. Uh, I'm going to be the first one to say that, like, I don't remember every single syntax off the top of my head. I know three programming languages, so, like, I think it's unrealistic for me to expect, you know, to have everything memorized. Um, so there'll be three schools so that I can remember, you know, like, how to do certain joins and um, the differences between different SQL languages. There's more than one SQL language. Uh, so uh, the three schools has, like, the nuances between like, the different ones. Um, um, and then I, I would just Google like normal Excel formulas, like genuinely, um, I don't know how to do an XLOOKUP off the top of my head. Uh, so Googling Excel formulas has saved my butt, uh, quite a few times, more times than I would like. Okay. Um, do you have a mentor? um in the career or do you have like a, a few people that you reach out to when you need like guidance um i have multiple mentors for different parts of my career um so i have one mentor who i met at a data science boot camp um and he was my mentor for the program and he's been my mentor since then um and he gives me just like general career advice um he's a vice president at a company uh, and he just gives he looks over my resume he tells me you know like what my salary expectations should be um, and he helps me out with that um, I have a mentor on my team at work um, the senior analyst on my team and she tells me you know like how to um, do things more specific to my role and like more specific to the team that we're on um, and so she's very useful. And then um, I have friends who kind of mentor me and where I want to be in my career. So they help me, um, you know, come up with ways to become the data scientist that like I want to be eventually. Uh, so I have like different people for different aspects of my career. And I feel like you shouldn't ever just have one mentor. Um, you definitely want to get advice from as many people as you can. So, um, do you feel that, uh, I guess you'd probably recommend mentorship. Do you feel it's necessary uh, to succeed as a data analyst? Can you repeat that question? I'm sorry. Do you feel that uh, mentorship is, is necessary uh, to succeed as a data analyst? Um, yes, and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because I'm a very independent person. And if I can do it on my own, I will do it on my own. Um, but data analytics, it's so important to have more than one view and more than one person like looking at something. Um, because you have like inherent biases and you have the way that you've been thinking your whole life. Um, and we don't want to impose those biases onto the work that we're doing. It's very important that data analysts are unbiased. And so mentorship, like, could you be a data analyst without a mentor? Yes. Uh, should you? No. You should have mentors to help you grow in your career, um, to help you grow in your mindset, and to help you make sure that, like, you're not 
doing anything unethical or imposing any sort of biases onto your results. Okay, that's a, that's a pretty good answer. Damn. Thanks. It's almost like I'm a professional. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are there any commonly held beliefs about uh, data analytics that you would like yeah. to dispel? Um, I'm going to start off a little aggressive. Uh, people think, people who are not analysts, uh, think that analysts, all we do is just pull data. Like, I am not a data monkey, okay? Like, you cannot just email me and say, hey, I want this data, give it to me. Uh, no, um, my role says data analyst. So uh, what we do is we answer problems. We do not just like pull data. Um, and a lot of times the data pool is automated. So like I had an entire job where I never pulled data once. So that myth, like it, it grinds my gears, it boils my blood. Because um, then people argue that we're overpaid and, and I don't think that's true. Anyway. Um, one of the other myths that I want to dispel is that, like, and this is rampant on TikTok, uh, people think that if you are an analyst, like, starting salary for an analyst is six figures. Starting salary for, I want to say, almost any job is not six figures. Like, unless you are a software engineer at, like, Google your starting salary is probably not going to be six figures. And that's okay. Your starting salary does not have to be six figures. Data analysts still get paid more than like the average starting salary for an average person. So it's it's fine. Uh, you don't have to make six figures as soon as you go into tech. Um, I guess those are my two. I was going to say something about, like, communication. A lot of analysts, like, are bad at communicating. And that one's true. So, like, I can't I can't be mad at that one. Yeah, I feel like that's that can be true across the board in tech. Even the yeah. people who are supposed to be good communicators, the managers, the PMs, mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them are, are pretty bad at it. Yeah. It's unfortunate. All right, let's uh, let's talk about like some of the stuff that you like about the job. All right, so you already mentioned like uh, a few things that you like about the job. Is there anything else that you want people to know about the job that you enjoy? Um, in my experience, uh, analyst roles are very flexible. Um, so a lot of analyst roles I'm seeing are also work from home or like virtual, and that's amazing so that's something that i very much enjoy about the job because uh, i have a kid so i like to stay home and not have to like drive um one of the other things that i really like about this role is that you can you can work for a company or you can freelance um not a lot of roles have the opportunity for freelancing uh but you can freelance as an analyst and you can do just like what an ad hoc request would be, you can just do that for like random businesses and they'll pay you like on contract. So even if you like don't want to work for a corporate job, let's say, like you can have that level of flexibility too. Um, and I really love that data analytics is not just a job, it, it can also be a hobby. And I feel like you can say that about a lot of um, roles in tech, right? Like if you're a web developer, like you can develop websites as a hobby. Uh, you can do data analytics as a hobby. You can do like some really cool data projects on the side. Um, and that's really cool. I've analyzed my own Spotify data before and that was dope. I analyzed like my, my budget and my spending. Um, and that one's not as fun because uh, I don't like the insights, but I do like spending money. So it's cool that there's like real life applications beyond just like the quote unquote nine to five, like boring part. All right, I feel you, I feel you. Um, it seems like you really enjoyed the role quite a bit. I'm happy for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, are there any things that you don't enjoy as much about the job? Aside um, from the, the data stuff that you listed already, people asking you for data all the time. I, I don't enjoy 
I've never had a bad experience. Like, let me start there. Um, I have been very, like, lucky that every role I've had has been very positive. Um, with that being said, I do see, like, other people who've had, like, really bad experience in analytics. And I don't like that. So I don't like that um, people people will allow you to go through and do like an entire analysis and then request the, the raw data themselves because they don't like what you said. Um, and that's unethical and that's something that grinds my gears because we as analysts work really hard um, to, you know, make sure everything is unbiased and that, you know, we're presenting just the facts. Um, and then people kind of like take advantage of that and I don't like that. Um, I don't know. I really like this job. <laughs> I can't think of a lot of negative things. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, uh, everyone kind of like has different uh, feelings about their job. So I try to ask on both sides uh, so that yeah. someone listening, looking into the career uh, can, can feel the inside of the person I'm interviewing. <clears throat> okay, here's a good one. Um, all right, so when you're working and you get like mentally blocked at work, uh, what are some of the things you do to get unblocked? I go roller skate. The key to like getting unblocked is to just like step away, stop thinking about it. And usually like adding in some sort of physical activity helps you like get your brain flowing. So I'll go outside, I'll go for a walk, I'll go skate, um, I'll go to the gym. Or, you know, I'll go hang out with my son for, like, 10 minutes before I go back to, like, trying to do that thing, like, whatever was blocking me. Um, but if I'm not, like, able to, like, actually get up and physically move, uh, I'll work on something else that I don't have a block on. Because usually I have more than one thing going on. Um, so I'll just stop thinking about that one problem and I'll start thinking about something else instead. So I'm still being productive. Yeah, sounds like a pretty good plan. Um, unfortunately for me, that doesn't usually. <laughs> doesn't <laughs> usually I'm usually only working on one thing at a time. Mm -hmm. uh, so like when I get blocked, it's like usually a big problem. But uh, the company's pretty chill about it. Do you have people that like you can communicate that you're blocked to and have them like help you? Yeah, not really because i'm kind of like running the department right now but that's true um, but you should you should have somebody else there yeah um it's cool though i usually like if i'm like blocked and other people are waiting on me i'll just like send them a message be like listen i'm like struggling with this if you can help that'd be great but if not you know uh it, it's gonna be like causing delays in my work and then they're usually mm -hmm. pretty chill about it uh yeah Okay, so you said data analytics is a relatively new field. How are you feeling about the potential career outlook for data analytics uh, based on your insider experience? Do you think it's going to be more in demand, less in demand? Do you think it's going to branch out and give some new specialties pretty soon? Um, so because I'm a data analyst, I do look at like the data frequently and data analytics roles have been growing um in demand over i want to say the past like three years at minimum but i think maybe over the past five years we've seen a lot of growth and a lot of demand for data analysts um i do see it becoming um different i do see it becoming a more tech heavy role um and i see that happening right now uh, where the requirements for being a data analyst is kind of evolving to require like more tech skills where before you could kind of like get away with not having the tech stack and they would expect you to kind of just like learn on the job. Um, I, I see it becoming more and more of a requirement. I also do see um, they're starting to become more niches for like what type of analyst you are. Um, right now there's already two different types of analysts. There's the business analyst and there's the IT analyst. Um, and their roles are a little bit different. So um, 
I, I imagine over the next few years, demand is going to continue to increase. Um, and, uh, like there will become like more specialized versions of analysts. I think just my opinion. Okay. Um, are you noticing any like interesting trends, um, happening in data analytics, uh, that you think will become like more prominent in the future or influence, uh, future jobs, like in terms of like how data analysts are utilized or, uh, what kind of work they're assigning to analysts and the kind of stuff that they're looking for in terms of skills? Um, I definitely, like, again, I, I see them starting to require more tech skills. I starting to see them kind of like expect more of a tech stack from people where before you kind of didn't really have to have the tech stack, you could learn it on the job. Um, what I'm anticipating is that as analytics departments of companies become like more and more settled right so as the company has started utilizing the analytics and kind of like stabilize their business um off the analytics that uh businesses and companies will start improving so going beyond just like trying to become profitable or like trying to stabilize um, like trying to wash they'll start to combat complex problems with their business and utilize the data that they have to improve their business, to improve their business model. Um, and that's something personally I'm really excited for uh, because I'm kind of tired of, you know, solving, you know, basic bitch problems. Uh, <laughs> I want to start solving some hard stuff. Uh, so I hope that that starts to happen. Um, something that I'm also seeing that I'm not as excited for is um, sort of like mismanagement and misuse of data. Um, that it's still like considered ethical because of like the privacy policy terms and users, you know, agreeing to, to for companies to be using their data that way, even though nobody reads the privacy policy terms. Um, I do see companies like moving forward and using that information in a way that I don't like. And I hope that, that can happen. Yeah, that's um, those are some pretty good insights. Uh, so you should definitely work as a data analyst. I think every, I mean, I don't think everybody should be a data analyst. Let's start there. Like, not everybody. You don't need to be a data analyst. Uh, I, I, I think that if you enjoy problem solving and you enjoy math or coding, like you should definitely look into it. Uh, but don't do anything you don't want to do either. It's going to be miserable. All right, so I think I already know the answer to this, uh, but I like to ask this uh, for all my guests. All right, so, uh, so far, are you like overall like happy slash satisfied with your choice to become a data analyst? Or do you maybe wish that you did something else instead? Um, overall, I'm really happy um, as a data analyst. I have a lot of the stability that I was looking for. Um, I have like, purpose I have um I don't know everything that I could ever want but I will say data analytics was not like my dream career like if money was not an issue um and I could do absolutely anything I wanted to do I probably would not pick data analyst Okay, um, this is the last question about uh, the work. And then we're going to move on to some personal stuff. Um, do you have any words of wisdom for anyone looking to get into this line of work? Um, specifically for the people like, who have no idea what a data analyst is, and they're now listening to this podcast and trying to decide whether or not they want to do this uh, line of work? Um, my, words, my words of wisdom, my advice would be, um, try it before you like buy it right so um maybe do like a small data analyst project like download um data from a Kaggle data set and see what you come up with um to see if you like actually enjoy doing it um and then if you enjoy doing it 
look into, um, you know, a degree program. I'm going to recommend a degree program. Do what you want, uh, but do a degree. Um, and then once you do it, like, make a choice and live with it, right? Um, commit to it. Like, really sit down, buckle down, and work on it. And be confident in the choice that you made because you, you made the choice that you feel like you want to do. So be confident. Um, you know, do what you got to do. Okay. All right. So that's, that's enough about the work. Uh, let's, let's talk about some personal stuff so the audience can get to know you as a person. Oh, okay. yeah, cool. Yeah. So like, all right. So before we, we talk about this, um, the other day you told me that you, you didn't like Malta. I need you to defend that. Decision. Oh, I think it's gross. First of all, um, like I'm Cuban and we have, uh, Malta and in Cuba also probably not anymore. I don't know what they've got going on over, over there anymore. But uh, growing up, my dad would bring Malta home and he would drink it. It's disgusting. I love Caribbean sodas. Um, Malta is just something else. I can't even tell you what it tastes like. It just tastes like... It tastes like beer without the fun. Yes, for anyone who doesn't know what Malta is, it's a it's it's a non-alcoholic uh malt beverage it's a little sweet uh it's mostly popular in the caribbean and uh some parts of south america and central america it's gross all right i mean you're allowed to have your wrong opinion okay so <laughs> i have plenty of those all right what what is what are some of your favorite things to eat i have a problem where like I love Italian food too much like I could eat Italian food every day and not just spaghetti and meatballs like I can go in on chicken cacciatore like chicken parm um I I love Italian flavors I also really love sushi I love Japanese food I love Chinese food I'm very adventurous as an eater um so I'll eat almost anything. I also love to eat like shit food. Like I love hot Cheetos, cosmic brownies, um, Dr. Pepper. Uh, I have a very, I don't know. I think I have a very wide palate. Okay. Um, what were your favorite subjects in high school and in college? And did your like favorite subjects like change over time? So... Actually, when I first went into high school, I was bad at math. And then at some point in like between the summer, during the summer of sophomore year, before junior year, something like clicked in my brain and suddenly I understood math. And from that point forward, I was really good at math and like I really loved math. But my favorite subject uh, throughout high school college like my entire life has been theater i love theater uh at some point in high school i moved away from the acting portion and i started to do more of the theater management portion um and in college i took theater appreciation um i've always loved the arts so that was more of like my favorite and then my second favorite was like math I loved physics too. Oh my god, I loved physics. I wish I could go back and take physics. I technically could. You know, funny enough, um, I also oh, took a lot of drama classes in high school, and mm -hmm. I was also into theater management. I was actually like the backstage manager for uh, three Same. of the school's plays. I loved being a stage manager. I actually uh, yelled at the dance team once, so that was cool. Yeah, I got to be the stage manager, and I also got to play some minor roles in all of the plays. Uh, that's like cool. One-off characters that had no lines. Oh, not as cool. They should have given you lines. Uh, I had a couple of lines. Uh, the thing is, like, um, when you have lines, you have to be practicing uh, mm -hmm. during the run-throughs, and as a stage manager, you can't really be doing all that. Right. All right, right. so... Out of curiosity, when you were like younger, 
like elementary school what was your dream job at that point i wanted to be a chef um and what's funny about that is that i can't cook so clearly that didn't work out for me <laughs> what made you want to be a chef you thought it was cool or you just like to eat I liked to eat and also when I was in elementary school my family was really into the food network and so we would watch like chopped and we would watch iron chef and I think I just wanted to be on the TV like I just wanted to be on the food network so like in order to be on the food network you have to be a chef so I was like okay I have to be a chef Okay that's that's interesting um you can always like take another crack at it now with uh TikTok see a lot of chefs oh. uh, gaining success. I'm going to start doing TikTok recipes and see how good I do. Yeah. All right, so um what what are some of the things that you uh do when you're not working? Um when I'm not working uh I really like to do makeup. I go live quite a few times and I'll do my makeup on live. Um I love that like creative outlet and I also like to look pretty. Um I like to go out and eat uh which goes into my spending problem. Um I like to skate. I love to go to the gym. I love to work out. Um I love to play video games. Oh my gosh, I almost forgot about video games. I used to be really into gaming and now that I graduated college, I'm getting more into it again. Um I'm playing Breath of the Wild right now. And I think I said I was going to pick up Fortnite so that I could play with my friends. Uh but we'll see if I follow through with that. Yeah, you should definitely get into Fortnite. Um it's <laughs> actually a playable game now. Uh they added a new mode where you, you you can uh disable building altogether so you don't have to deal with the sweaty kids building a lot. I feel like you explained that to me. Um I still don't get it, but when I start that, playing. Yeah, that's that's like the thing that's annoying about it is that uh you have the ability to build structures so that you can climb around the map mm-hmm. and uh there's a bunch of little kids who put macros on their mouse so they can like build really fast and it's like super annoying that was like the most annoying thing about the game until they added the no build mode so now you can actually just uh play the game and not have to worry about sweaty sweaty people building constantly i feel like you're just mad because they outsmarted you <clears throat> no, a lot of times they would end up dying. It's just really annoying because you have to wait for the chance to kill them. Mm. Okay. Oh. Okay. All right. Oops. So what's something that you're like super proud of? Um like my own accomplishments? Yeah, like just anything from your whole life that you're like really proud about. Um I'm really proud that I went back to college. Um because I went to college the first time and I dropped out and I was bartending. Um and then when I got pregnant, I was like, "Oh shit, like uh, I can't really bartend anymore." Um which you could. I I just knew that it wasn't the right choice for me. Um so I went back to college and I finished college and I finished college having been on the dean's list 99% of the time. Uh my GPA was like a 3.6 or something. So I was really proud of that cuz I I like I decided to do something better for me and for my son's life. Um and I did it and I kicked ass at it. I think that's like my biggest accomplishment. Yeah, that's that's definitely something to be proud of. Uh congratulations on graduating by the way as Thanks. someone yeah as, as someone who went back to college uh later in life as well um it's definitely not as easy as oh. uh it seems in the movies or whatever or in it's the, the definitely commercials. Yeah. all right so this one's interesting if you had 10 million tax for you right now what would you spend it on a fucking house are you kidding me i don't in this economy the whole, well probably not the whole time uh i'd probably spend like 2 million on a house um and with the other 8 um i'd probably hmm 
I'd probably buy like some sort of residual income maker, right? Like I, I maybe I'll buy like a restaurant chain and that way I can like live off of those profits. Uh, it'd probably have to be like a diner or a fast food restaurant because restaurants in general just aren't like super profitable. At least yeah. not in the first like five years. No, I'd probably like pick something that was already established, right? Like not like chilies, but like something smaller than a chilies. Yeah, that, that checks out. That checks out. All right, what if you had to use the ten million on a startup? What would you do? On like start my own business? Yeah. Hmm. Never really thought about that. I I typically don't have ideas. Uh. So, <laughs> um. I think I would. Uh. My startup would be some sort of like. Um, content creation management firm type of thing. Um, not that I'm good at content creating, because uh, I kind of got big on TikTok by accident. But um, you know, other people are good at like thinking of ideas, and I feel like I can manage them at their own ideas. If that makes sense, and I feel like there's a lot of profitability there. Yeah, I, f I feel like it's a some market for sure. Um, a lot of creatives just want to be creatives. They don't want to have to worry about all the other stuff. Yeah, I'll do all the business parts. I just don't want to be like creative. It's not bad. I'm a, I'm a content creator. No, it's, it's fine. Um, not everyone's cut out for all the different parts of content creation. Some people yeah. are just really good at managing the content. Okay. Um, if you could have any job for just one day, what what job would you pick? Oh my goodness. I would want to be um the like stage manager for um the Mean Girls Broadway in New York. Um I don't even I don't think it's still on, but I would make it on. Like that that's my dream job. Yeah, I, I saw it while it was on Broadway. Um I think I saw it when it premiered. It mm -hmm. was it was it was alright. It was alright. Um the original cast uh was, was pretty decent. I don't know what it's like now if it's still running, but it it was definitely worth the watch back then. Yeah, I wanna see it. I still haven't seen it, but I, I've heard the musical soundtrack and I would do absolutely anything. Okay. Uh, this this is the last question, and then we'll wrap up. Is okay. there anything uh, you would like to promote or humble brag about right now, so I can put it in the show notes? Um, I do have a website. Um, it's a data with two ages. Uh, dot com. Uh, there I have like resources for. Um, different skill sets for data analysts. So you can like go there, you can click the links or whatever, you can go to WC schools or um, my favorite R textbook is there. Um, I have two different TikToks. I have my data analyst TikTok, which is KD.EBS. And then I have my not data analytics TikTok, which is KD.us. Um, and, you know, one of them is significantly more famous than the other one. Um, I'm going to leave that at that. <laughs> um, I guess that's it. Maybe one day I'll make YouTube videos. And then you guys can follow me there, too. Okay. Um, I, I think you definitely should do some YouTube videos because you're, you're really good at explaining some of the data analytics things. Uh, definitely better than most of the stuff I see on TikTok. Thanks. Uh, those are all my friends, so you know, <laughs> be nice to them. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll try. Um, all right. Well, uh, thank you for being on the podcast. I appreciate you. Um, thank you for having me. Yeah. Hopefully, um, everyone listening uh, found this useful. And uh, if you're looking to get into data analytics, hopefully, uh, you found out enough about it to you know, lean you one way in a particular decision. And uh, if you liked uh, what Katie had to say, definitely check out her social media. I'm going to put it all in the show notes.